Good morning. Today is the 27th day of Kislev 5783, corresponding to December 21st, 2022. We are back here in Highland Park and catching up a little bit on these recordings. So today we're going to actually go through the entirety of Chapter 3, which comprises the lessons that are to be learned for the first two days of Hanukkah. Today's lesson hopefully will be worked on tomorrow along with tomorrow's lesson. So chapter 3 takes us now into the first of the discussions of the Sfirot, of the divine character traits that constitute our building of a set of notions related to God. And the challenge here first and foremost, is that none of these character traits are actually separate and different from God. They're all encompassed within this notion of Echad, this notion of one. The Alter Rebbe makes it very clear from the beginning that, uh, from the previous chapters, that all of these different differentiations, these separate ideas, these divisions, are really all the ways that, again, we can explain and we can understand God. It's not really a definition of what God is, which would be impossible to do, but it's a way for human beings to speak towards understanding something beyond themselves, towards this divine being that we uh, see, that, that we connect to in the world. So, what are the spherot? Um Very quickly, an overview which will get into momentarily, Sirot consists of 10 different categories of intellectual and emotional character traits. He defines them as two categories, the three intellectual Sirot that he calls the Shalosh Imot, the three mothers. These are the Midot, the character traits that our, that create how we think, or that speak to how we think, or that are, that are related to what we saw in the last chapter about God's divine wisdom bringing about the world, um, and being of the essence of God. And then you have the seven lower spherot, or the doubles, or the emotional spherot, that are the ones that are eminent, that relate to how we interact with the world. Um... <clears throat> these character traits are embedded within our nefesh, our soul. Uh, they're manifested through them. And this is how we experience the world. So this chapter is really going to focus on the first three. First three are Chachma, Bina, and Dat. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, which in a moment I'll explain a little bit further. But these three... bring about the ability to then relate to and feel the other zero, the other character traits, the emotions that we are commanded to feel, love God, fear God, be in awe of God, and so on. So what are these three? What is Chachma? What is Bina? What is that? What is, what is the wisdom, understanding, and knowledge that we speak of? So a couple of points that are out of directly out of Lessons in Tanya, Chachma is an intuitive flash of illumination. 
So when we think about it, an idea, the first thing that happens is the light bulb moment. That's Chachma, that's wisdom, it's that aha. But that aha is very unclear. It can often be times like, I have this idea, how do I formulate it? And that brings us to the word Bina. Bina is an understanding. The idea of Bina is the ability to apprehend, crystallize, and clarify the details of this first idea that came into our minds in this light bulb moment until the idea in its depth and its breadth is understood. And then Dot brings it together. Dot is knowledge. It's a it's the idea that we then not just have this idea in our head and we've formulated the idea, but we have enmeshed ourselves within it so that we can then harness it and bring it further down into this world. So here's how he explains this in a little bit more detail. He gives a, a if you will, a model. The first flash is our asking, what is this? We see something, we contemplate something, we reflect on something, and we ask the question, what is it? Uh, it's interesting that the Hebrew word chachma, chet kaf mem he, can be reversed, the letters can be moved around to spell out the word klachma. It's the potentiality, this power of being able to ask, what is this? And so we have a light bulb moment, and then we want to bring it into actuality. We want to take this idea and we want to bring it into the world. And what and how do we do that? That comes through examining it, exploring it, or if you will, cultivating it into a real idea. And that's what Bina is. Bina is the cultivation. It's the process. Or as the Alter Rebbe then goes on to, to say, and he describes it in very basic biological terms, Chachma and Bina are like the father and the mother. So the father and the mother, they come together to create this being, this child, which is going to be the word dot that we're going to see in a moment. And the way it works is that the father, of course, has, gives off the initial um, emission, uh, emits the, the seed, and the mother then carries this child in her womb for nine months. So if you imagine Chachmabina, the seed is like this initial light, and the bina is the womb. It's the cultivating period of time, which will ultimately give birth to ideas of love of God and fear of God through dot, through this contemplative coming together, through a meditative state, if you will. And so what is this meditative state? What happens is we begin to look around the world and we begin to see that God encompasses everything, fills everything. And through this recognition that only God is the true existence and everything else is not, the impermanence of the world, we come to a moment of absolute awe, of humility, of fear, which then should hopefully give birth as well to the idea of a love of God. So there should be like a both element, right? The, the awe of the grandeur of the divine and the minutia, the, the smallness of ourselves, and then the beauty of the divine, the love that God had created all of this, that we feel back towards God. And the challenge that he presents to us here is that we have to, of course, be careful not to get subsumed by this. Because it's very easy to sit in that world and that recognition of the impermanence and want to be subsumed by it and then give up on everything in this world and this materiality. And he points out, and I think if you look at a lot of the spiritual literature in general, this is very clear that 
we cannot forsake our physical material lives for the spirit, but we also can't allow our physical material lives to overcome that spirituality, that divineness. So to go on, as we get towards the end of chapter 3, he lays out for us that the heart and the mind are two separate elements of the body. The heart, of course, is the seat of emotion. It's the fire. And the brain is the seat of our intellect. It's the water. The fire being warmth, it being consuming. And the water, of course, being much more calculated, smooth, cold, calm. And the two work in contrast and work together with one another at the same time. Finally, Dot. We're going to get to the other character traits of Chesed, Gvur, and Tiferet, the, the kindness, the, heart, the judgment, and the middle ground short, uh, in the subsequent chapters. But in this chapter, we have to also deal with the word Dot, this word of knowledge, this final category, which is the coming together. It's actually the child. If you take that biological metaphor of the mother and the father, then Dot becomes in a way the child. It's the, or the birthing of the child. Um, it's the coming out of these, of this idea that you've been honing and working on and thinking about and meditating over. And now that you've created this moment, you now have this concentration, this connection, this attachment to this idea. And through it, you're able to produce <clears throat> and begin to create these emotional states that are going to come afterwards. This is how you get to the fear of God and the love of God, is that dot is the bridge. Now, <clears throat> a couple points outside the book. What's interesting, there are actually two different spherotic systems that exist in Kabbalistic literature. One is this version where Chachma, Bina, and Dot, which actually... By the way, for to say, stands for Chabad, hence where they get their acronym and idea from. And then you have another system, which takes us to a word Keter, which is the crown of God, which is the thing above the Chachma and the Bina and the Dad. And many times in the Keter system, the word Dad is actually removed from the picture, and the other Sfirot, these other lower emotional ones, become the birthed character traits from the coming together of the Chachma and Bina, of this father, this supernal father and this supernal mother. Um, and we leave that other one out. The reason that many systems don't use Keter is because Keter is presumed to be the unknowable. It's presumed to be that, that place you, that no human being can actually get to intellectually. Um, that's a much deeper subject, but I just wanted to lay out the very basic element of that. I think in chapter 3, what the Alter Rebbe is ultimately laying out for us is the beginning of a work towards understanding that the emotions derive from the intellect, that they're not their own separate things, which is very important when it comes to, uh, can be very important when it comes to spirituality, to a focused spirituality. Um, that's a debate that we, that many Hasid, that the Hasidim have, it's a debate in other spiritual traditions to allow the emotions to carry us forward or the intellect to carry us forward and which one and how do we sort of balance those two um, it gets into the issues of self and non-self and nullification of self some of the which we're going to see down the road I believe and <clears throat> we begin to start laying out that it's that for him through this contemplation the intellectual 
practice of looking at the world and understanding how the world functions, which is what he's setting up in these chapters anyways by his descriptions, we're, to come, we're going to ultimately come to a place where we show the love of God and the fear of God, and the, or opposite way, the fear of God and the love of God, um, which will then help us in the practice of, the, of following the commandments and the actions that we're supposed to be taking in order to live the best lives that we can live. So with that, I wish you all again a Freilich and Hanukkah. Today is the third day of Hanukkah. I wish you all a wonderful Wednesday. And we should continue together on this journey, uh, trying to understand some of the key f- features and points of the Tanya through the musings of my mind as I read it through with you all.